Hey folks, welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group, an award-winning software development firm based out of Virginia. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej, and I'm happy to be here with Andrew Jernigan, CEO of Insured Nomads. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you all today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. So can you get us started and... Give us a little bit about your history, your background, and how you ended up where you are today. Absolutely. You know, the I started out, I guess I'll go back uh, to sitting on a sidewalk cafe table with my journal back in 1996, saying there's no place in the world I don't want to visit. And I want to find a partner. I want to marry someone from another country. And I've done that. I've married her. We've lived and worked around the world in five different continents, raising our kids around the world. And I haven't tackled every country yet, though. Um, but along this journey, it's, it has led to um, experiencing things that, you know, just kind of crushed me from, from seeing people die of preventable diseases as, as I spent a number of years in, in sub-Saharan Africa and, and, and Asia where, you know, my partner, my wife is a travel med doc and fast forward many years uh, after brokering over 25 of the leading carriers in the international insurance space brought together minds much better than my own and founded insured nomads. So that's insurednomads.com. We are a modern uh, tech-enabled insurance provider for the distributed team, the multinational entity that's got employees spread around the world, living in their home countries or cross-border, able to live and work anywhere, as well as the individual and family that has taken up this lifestyle, whether world schooling or, you know, just a consultant able to to live the the expat nomad lifestyle. Okay, that that's amazing. So is it? Is it just for U.S. citizens abroad, or is it? Oh no, um, I I have a bit of an American accent, but no, we're we're a globally distributed team. We're able to to serve most uh, countries around the world. Our regulated regulated entities are are spread around the world, so that we can can serve in a compliant manner. Okay, that's amazing. Um, so, how do you adjust to? Prices, for example, like um, I'm sure insurance in South Africa is not the same as insurance in the States, for example. So how, how do you adjust Correct. to the difference in prices? That is, you know, it's each region, each country has its own uh, expectations of what insurance will cost. But most clients also uh, come with their own, own plans they've had in the past. So we build custom in many cases. If it's an individual or family, sure, we have some, some ready-made uh, plans available. So cross-border is, is a specialty because it's, you know, most people are saying, okay, if I get diagnosed with, with cancer, of course, you've got a great net care network in, in, with excellent hospitals across South Africa with net care. But many do want to go to London or if they're, you know, from Asia and they're pioneering a business across different African countries, they want to, they want to go back to India or Lebanon, you know, Lebanese, they, they're fine with going to Joburg or, or different countries. So we do it on a case by case basis. There's a bit of actuarial science blended in with some good machine learning these days. 
Okay, that, that's amazing. Um, that's awesome. And could you walk us through your overall business strategy? Um, we are, you know, we started out realizing that the expat, the nomad, is didn't have high-tech options. But with the pandemic, putting the spotlight on the distributed team, we work primarily through partners. That's the benefits brokers, advisors, intermediaries around the world that, that help the human resources department find the solutions they need. So B2B to C, working through the EOR and PEO with master policy contracts so that they can serve with an embedded option. And for short-term travel insurance, that's also through distribution partnerships primarily. So B2B, B2B to C, the small direct to consumer channel segment there. Technology is key. We're used to having something delivered fast, whether it's food to our door, a package, or ourselves. You can get online, book a ticket, and be in an airplane within hours. Yeah. And it's it's not of that old old fashioned system of go sit with the travel advisor, and you have this printout. Everything's digital. Sadly, in insurance, it's not digital much. Sure, you may get a PDF, something that was designed 30 years ago, attached to an email, but then it vanishes in your inbox. When you need it, are you going to search through hundreds of emails trying to find that PDF of fine print? No way. No. It needs to be in your wallet next to your boarding pass, next to your loyalty program cards. It needs to have a, a payment card attached so that it can, you can pay at the hospital, not just wait to get reimbursed. So it's, it's fun to build in the fintech. The travel tech components to get people in airport lounges, mental health at the touch of a button. That's that's where we see things moving. Okay, amazing. Well, it's it's so interesting. Um, I'm excited to explore this further. Um, and I, what? How have you adapted to changes in recent history? Um, the two biggest things being the pandemic, and now a more positive note is the AI entering the mainstream in the last year and a half, two years. How did you adapt to both of those instances? It's interesting. AI is, we've utilized it before the, the popularity of the launch of the different chat, GPT, one through four, et cetera, in our duty of care, our crisis response, monitoring what's happening around the world. Uh, we've, we've adapted it, increasing things for you know, travel concierge so people can plan their evening and, and find the restaurants they want to go to right within our app ecosystem. But there's so much more to be explored with that. Ways that we can uh, help people understand the policies. And, you know, it's, it's a contract for the financing of healthcare. And you can't get around that. That's what insurance is. It's just a legal contract saying, yes, if this happens, then this will happen. So AI and, um, different large language learning models applied in this space is going to make it much more user-friendly. And I'm exciting, excited about some of the developments we have and things on the roadmap, but it's, it's been good to see, you know, this is, there's, there's been a lot more buzz about it recently, but things we have applied a couple of years earlier that, that are, you know, we're way ahead of its time within our crisis response monitoring around the world. AI is, of course not new. We've used Siri and Alexa in our phones for, for years before the buzz came about. 
Now, in regard to the remote work environment, I'm sure most of you listeners have heard of WordPress. It's a CMS that many word, the majority of websites around the world have used and until Webflow and others have kind of taken their spots a little bit. But they have been fully remote since inception. Automatic and the company behind WordPress, fully remote for about 20 years now. That's wild. Many companies have done this for a long time, but the spotlight is on it. When companies like Airbnb can say, we have a live and work anywhere program. And the person who built that is one of our, on our advisory board at Insured Nomads. But it's only going to escalate. But I think there's a major move that has to happen within companies, and that's actually trusting our team members. Yeah. Because if we're not watching them, are they really working? Do we really trust them to get the work done? And so that's, that's an inside job that managers, leaders, organizations have to have a culture of trust. And I think that's, that's more emotional and mental than procedural. Yeah. I, I do think if you have the right KPIs in place in order to measure the productivity of your employees, then it shouldn't be an issue. And it doesn't matter if they're getting their whole week's work done in two days. Like if they can get their work right? done, it, it, it should be considered done. And I think that's, that's going to be the shift in the next couple of years is more flexibility on that. Like if, if you can get your work done in two days, why sit there for five days, you know, um, or they should give them a raise <laughs> so they can work for an extra three days and do more work. Yes. So yes. It, so, so freedom in where people work, how people work and the benefits provided for that as the responsibility shifts. It's going to save money because global healthcare is often less expensive than keeping someone in Singapore or Canada or you know, in a, in a higher area uh, because the costs are, are generally lower in, in places people are going. Yeah, exactly. That, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's, that's it's the future of living. Yeah, we're, we're talking about here, really, the future of living, not just the future of work. Yeah, I'm even I'm considering moving abroad to to go work. I just haven't figured out where yet because I work Eastern time. So I want to try be that side of the world so I can work a normal, a normal day. <laughs> um, yes. And I, I also wanted to ask back to the AI thing. What besides for chat GPT that we briefly discussed, what? Are there specific tools that you use um, that you could share with us that have helped run and grow your business? Um, you know, really, it's for us, it's been in correlating risk. And, and uh, so in insurance, it will be in reducing the cost through analyzing the, the risk data. It's, you know, where you have to have predictability. And the more we can utilize uh, a broader spectrum of data, the more we can lower cost for the, for the end user. And so accessing this, I think, is, will be through continuously deploying and, and training these, 
uh, language models and AI so that we can pass that on to the customer. It's, it's not in replacing people, but in accessing and utilizing the data. It's knowledge manage, it's knowledge management tool, really. Okay, what, what tool is that? Um, AI and the deployment. Uh, it's, it's a way that we can manage the knowledge to, to monitor and, and, and know the risk that we're, that we're uh, ensuring. Yeah, 100%. Or predicting. 100%. Uh, but are there any specific tools that you use, um, like SaaS tools that are AI? Or is it just uh, ChatGPT? Uh, no, there there are specifics, but it's industry specific. So I, I okay. just have to revert to my team for that because it's <laughs> it's not an off the off the box, um, you know. Yeah, no, I get you for a monthly subscription. <laughs> you, there, yes. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And what have been the biggest challenges for you in terms of getting to where you are today in your business? You know, we've. We found the, the toughest thing for us is that many people don't understand insurance, don't want to understand it, don't really want to talk about it, but it's one of those necessary uh, essentials. And previously, it's been required that they get a policy in every single country they have a team member. And so having built something that is unique in the global space, it isn't something you can just Google and, and end up with, here we are. Uh, having, having taken something to market that can cover this distributed team in most cases has been one of our challenges. Sure, we can write outstanding articles on it, but it usually the relationships come through the brokers, the, the advisor to the HR department. So that's building something that is unlike anything else out there really does give you a, a pause in your strategy uh, planning to figure out, okay, how do we overcome these obstacles? Yeah, a hundred percent. And how have you been overcoming that? Ah, <laughs> I, I would need to bring on some of our, our growth and sales leadership to, to speak into that more directly, but it's, you know, since this is a segment that is, is led by the, by the specialist, the broker, it's in strengthening those relationships. The, they're worldwide leaders in this space uh, that are the go-to experts. So with our team being, being thought leaders from the legacy insurance companies, they have the year of these brokers already. So as we've realized, go deeper in those relationships because they're the ones that are the reference point by the multinational companies to begin with. That's, yeah. we still have a, the intermediary and the, the benefits, employee benefits broker has a crucial place, role to play globally still. And we're finding that's taking those relationships deeper is, is the key. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And can you speak to any metrics or KPIs that you use to measure the success of your business and your team members? Um, really, it's we've got 
that's built into our CRM, which is wonderful because we're utilizing monday.com for task management and they rolled out a CRM that as we have engaged our broker partnerships deeper has helped us convert on those and, and been able to hold people accountable to their KPIs and they've rocked it. This is, this has been a stunning season for us. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. I, due to, <laughs> due to where we are in growth, I'll, I'll have to just leave it at that. I'll take your word for it. That, that's good to hear. Um, how many people are on your uh, distributed team? Uh, right now, we're just under 25 spread around the world. Okay, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And we keep it lean and agile. Eric Reese, the author of The Lean Startup, is actually one of our advisors and, and board members, early investor. So the, I rec highly recommend that book, The Lean Startup, and, and watch out. Uh, he has a new book coming out this next year, first, first new book of his in quite some time. Uh, that's Eric Reese of The Lean Startup. Okay, amazing. I'll, I'll definitely have a look. It goes with our brand as well, Growing Lean and Lean Discovery Group. Same idea. Yes, leanstartup.com. Um, awesome. So where do you see your industry heading? Because it's quite unlike anything else. So where do you see your business and your industry heading in the next couple of years? And then further down the line, let's say 10 years. Yeah, there, there are two elements to it. I believe the international assignment, the expat international assignment is less and less frequent. And that's been what insurances, the legacy carriers are focused on for the last decades is the those that have been sent out to be the country manager and of some, some new acquisition. But yet, as the live and work anywhere movement increases, and the freedom to choose your location. We have people that uh, will be working in a role that previously might have been an international assignment, but now it's a thing of, no, we're not sending you, but you're free to go if you'd like to work with that team. You'd like to work in that country, go for it. But we're not paying to relo relocate you, which was a six-digit relocation in all, all factors. So that means that the policies are not necessarily group-based. And, and so that's led us in design to make it to where we can have everyone in one group, but yet priced individually, which is very unique for the segment. You can have one person that is needing worldwide, including the US, five people that are Southeast Asia only, you know, others that are Africa and Latin America in focus, but it can all be one managed uh, group with different pricing. So I think that's one of the major shifts since previously it was everyone is an expat with worldwide excluding USA or worldwide period, but that gets expensive. So design has to change, but also benefits because mental health uh, with therapists that speak Afrikaans, speak Swahili, speak Hindi and Arabic and French, one of our included benefits that's, that's rare. But in today's world, mental health therapy sessions have to be included, I believe. Yeah, 100%. And that's, that, that's amazing to hear. Um, I wanted to also just kind of rephrase, reshift that question to if we sat down again in two years' time and 
everything that could have possibly gone right for your business has gone right. What does your business look like today? Two years time. Ooh. Fabulous question. Um, I don't know, but I, you know, building with two years, five years, 10 years in sight is what I'm constantly focused on as well as managing this week. It's the forward thinking and in our, our sector, it takes two years to build a new product oftentimes. So a call this afternoon that I have is building with two years in sight so that we can cover the university programs with thousands, tens of thousands of, of students that study abroad graduate students that are coming in with their spouse and kids to get their, their master's degree in, in different universities around the world, building out for embedded uh, programs in Europe. These are, these are all things that we're building for with that two-year mark. But yet, economic changes, wars, we're building in products that can cover you when the country governments say, do not travel there. Normally, insurance says, no, we can't cover you. We're building products so that you still can get covered, even if the government says it's a level four, do not travel country. So you can go into a war zone and still be covered. Uh, so technology is going to radically change. Our products are going to be much easier to use. It's going to be more at the touch of a button. Things I've described are going to be even easier getting a second opinion for a diagnosis for a, for a chronic or a you know, catastrophic diagnosis, those second opinions are going to be much easier than previously, quicker. And, you know, I see us, sure, we're operating in, in many countries around the world, but I, I do see more and more local um, people that are able to join our team provide excellent multilingual service, but free to live and work anywhere. I got an update this morning just from a team member in the, in the Philippines. And they're going to be working from Japan next week. <laughs> it's exciting because, you know, as we trust our people, as we trust each other, we're able to innovate. We're able to change. We're able to see things from different perspectives. And we're able to have progress that can take us not just two, but 20 years ahead through collaboration and, and innovation. Exactly. That, that's, that's awesome. I love your forward thinking and future preparation. It's, it's great and needed. Definitely. Um, we are unfortunately out of time, but what advice would you like to give to other business owners looking to succeed in the insurance space? Ah, to succeed in the insurance space. I'm constantly learning on that myself. I would, I would like to hear the responses of others. Um, you know, partnership and collaboration. I've used those a couple of times as, as we've dialogued here today. You know, in insurance, it's only able to be possible through committed collaborations. And so I, I encourage that uh, progress can only be made 
when we're willing to cooperate. So that's my my biggest piece of advice is uh, is learn learn to work in collaboration. It's amazing, hundred percent. Thank you so much for your time today, Andrew. Uh, thank what is you the all. Best... Connect with us. Yes, thank you. I was think you're about to ask that question. Yeah. So, Good what part. is the best way for people to get in touch with Andrew Jernigan? If you have any offers for them, okay. or if they're looking to follow your story. Yeah. So at Andrew Jernigan on social channels and insurednomads.com is or at insured nomads on the social networks. Look forward to connecting with any of you direct message and through any of those outlets and uh, have a wonderful journey in building your company. Find good people like lean discovery group and tune in here for another great episode soon. Amazing. Thanks, Andrew.